AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine will be the first vaccine to be rolled out in Korea. So many people excited about that, but that does bring increased scrutiny. Uh, Some people raising concerns over the efficacy of AstraZeneca's vaccine on the elderly population. Uh, There still is not a large enough sample size to determine that yet, at least for the demographic of people over age 55. Uh, European authorities have expressed uh, different opinions on whether AstraZeneca vaccines uh, should be given to the elderly population. The South Korean government is also expected to release a statement later on uh, on uh, how they will specifically use the AstraZeneca vaccine. So to find out more about the the prospects as well as maybe the uh, concerns over this vaccine, we're pleased once again to be joined from Michigan University of Michigan's medical school professor, uh, Pang Ji-hoon. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us once again, Professor. Always appreciate it. Uh, The uh, European Medicines Agency has approved AstraZeneca to be used for adults over 18. uh, So so that's pretty much widely comprehensive. German authorities specifically, though, so uh, they advise that AstraZeneca should not be given to those age 65 and above. Uh, Could you first help us understand why it is uh, potentially problematic for people over 65 and why there would be uh, differing uh, signals being sent by these relevant uh, regulatory bodies? Um, So it's most likely because when when you look at the data, um, there weren't enough events. I I believe there were two COVID cases in patients above 65, one in the vaccine arm and one in the placebo arm. And that's just not enough events to say whether it's effective mm-hmm. um, 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 in patients above 65. Now, the EMA is assuming that it's likely effective because in the earlier studies of this AstraZeneca vaccine, um, patients over 65 did have a robust antibody response. And if you look at all the other vaccine studies, um, if you have a good antibody response, that also translated to a good clinical response. But I think the German um, government really wants that data before making that final recommendation. And the EMA is assuming that it will likely still be effective. And so it's, it's, it's a different interpretation of the data. And um, I think it's different because the data that um, they're reviewing is, um, is, uh, is in a way um, a little bit messy, I would say, you know. So the reason then that has become a concern is that, as you inevitably know, Professor, the the media picks up on that. And then here in Korea, knowing that AstraZeneca will be the first vaccine to be rolled out uh, for the uh, population, uh, dealing first with medical workers at the frontline personnel, as well as uh, elderly in nursing homes and other uh, much more uh, seriously in dire need patients. What, What we want to talk about then is if the media picks up that the German authorities think that this is um, cause of concern or that uh, there is an advisory against elderly people, the, the, the natural conclusion is that there is something wrong with the vaccine or there's something dangerous with the vaccine. And that's not necessarily uh, correlative there. How worried do you think we should be? As you say, the data is a bit messy. So the Germans are being purist. They want... Um, true evidence that it's uh, protective of against um, 65. And so they want, um, you know, data that shows that patients who are vaccinated um, were more protected against um, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, compared to those who received placebo. That data is not present with the AstraZeneca vaccine. 
the um, EMA authorities um, are assuming that it will likely be protective. And it's very reasonable to make that assumption. Um, and it, it kind of, you know, just is based on um, how strict you want to apply the data uh, when it comes to vaccine approval. Um, the FDA here in the United States, you know, we're pre- the, US, the U.S. FDA is, are, are being curious too. And so they're waiting for this large phase three study to come out before approve, approving the AstraZeneca vaccine. And so you can see when the data is messy like this, um, people will have different takes on it. And, um, and I think that's kind of where the difference in opinion lies. I don't think it's a safety concern. I think it's more more likely an efficacy concern. Um, I do think it'll likely be effective, but to truly know, you you actually do need the data. And um, when you're um, and so that that would that that would be my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's it, I, I think you you've kind of used that term here uh, enough that we should keep that in mind is how much of a purist you are, right, in regards to your approach to this data and how you uh, um, interpret it and also how, how reliable you think the sample size is in regards to making a conclusion. That being said, South Korea is just by means of uh, being having uh, the access to it first, uh, will be rolling out AstraZeneca's vaccine uh, to their population. And so as we can understand, there's intense scrutiny on this. As somebody who has uh, been able to observe the uh, research as well as the trials and um, the rollouts of various vaccines, including Moderna's, Pfizer's, now AstraZeneca, we have a, a bunch of others coming out as well. Uh, do you think there's something we should know as um, for our Korean listeners that we should keep in mind with the AstraZeneca vaccine as it's being rolled out? So it's still a very, it's likely going to be a very effective vaccine, you know, and the study that was published on in Lancet suggested it's about 70% effective. That's enough to, I think, kind of result in herd immunity. So it'll likely be effective. And at least based on all the data that's coming out, it looks very safe too. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's, 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 it's a good vaccine. Um, it has the advantage of being easily um, stored. Um, you can um, give it to the masses without the cold chain supply issue. Um, so, so that's good. Um, and so I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, all these things that we're talking about with people over 65, it, it's really an academic discussion. Mm. But when it comes to uh, the real world, I think this vaccine does have the data to support the use um, in masses for now to um, to give herd immunity, but but it's still early days. And and the study that they published is is kind of an interim analysis, and it, it, you have to apply it to the situation that you're in, you know. And it's all about risk benefit with these vaccines that are being rushed um, into the general population. So. I know, I guess the Korean government um, has decided to um, give this vaccine to the masses. And, um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's all about risk benefit. And yeah. right now, Korea is in, in, a, in a good place, I guess, because you're, you know, you're doing good measures to control the pandemic. Um, and it's kind of under control. It's, it's large, but you do need herd immunity to go back to normal. And so 
So if the decision is that the benefits outweigh the risks, then I think it's reasonable to 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 give. And so far, no major safety signals that I could see. And so uh, so far, I'm not too worried. You know, and this is not a, a really new technology. The vac- the viral vector has been used in other settings. Mm. And this um, technology has been shown to be safe in other settings too. So, so, so again, I'm not too concerned about the safety aspects of this vaccine. Yeah, and you raised an interesting point with uh, South Korea relatively handling the pandemic better than other countries, including the U.S. Uh, to the point where uh, there was a kind of calculation. Uh, being done that, yes, vaccine procurement is a priority, but maybe uh, because South Korea has a little bit more of a, a leeway in terms of the time to inoculate the entire population, um, they did not procure as many doses of the vaccine as, let's say, a more desperate countries like the U.S. and the U.K., who began their rollouts uh, far earlier. That being said, uh, with the situation where you're in in the U.S., how has the vaccine rollout been going so far? I know there's been some complaints, and as the Biden administration uh, takes over, they're going to try to be more efficient in the way they get these vaccine supplies out to the greater public. Um, is it? Is it? Uh, are you optimistic, I guess, with the situation and achieving that herd immunity for a country much bigger and much more uh, chaotic than South Korea right now? Yeah, so I think we had some hiccups when we initially rolled out the vaccines, we realized that there was no, you know, the, every state has slightly different plans on how they rolled out the vaccine. Some did very well, some didn't. There wasn't a uniform federal plan, but I think that's changing. My understanding is we're vaccinating almost 1.2 to 1.5 million people a day. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're getting, you know, to a good place where we're vaccinating enough people to hopefully achieve herd immunity. But there's so much factors, right? There is vaccine hesitancy. There are people who are still not feeling comfortable with getting the vaccine. Um, So we need to address that. Um, There's all these mutations that are popping up and that might have an impact on our calculation of how this, how effective this vaccine will be, effective will be. Um, And so there's all these um, unknowns um, in the future that, we really need to figure out, but if, um, but at the current pace, I think we're we're heading towards a good direction. But there's just a lot of unknowns that you know. I think it's always good to be humble and just be prepared for any um, unexpected um, events that might happen. Yeah, and we're almost out of time, just 10 seconds. But uh, do you think then, should everything go well, that a uh, fall 2021 timeline of um, achieving that elusive herd immunity is um, feasible? Um, that's the best case scenario. Okay. That, that that would be the best case scenario. But there's just so many unknowns that um, I would just keep an open mind. Yeah, uh, and certainly it does seem like uh, South Korea also on a, a similar timeline as well. But as you say, uh, a lot of these uh, ducks have to be in a row and uh, kind of uh, work out so that uh, everything can go smoothly. But uh, a lot of unknown factors uh, ahead of that. And uh, the the key is trying to deal with those uh, different uh, external forces at play. We're going to leave it there. Professor Bang, as always, a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. And we definitely look forward to talking to you again soon. Always a pleasure. Thank you. That was uh, Professor Pang Ji-hoon from University of Michigan's Medical School.